it's a fine line between, you know, drinking wine and squashing grapes, as we say in this business. And sometimes it's very subtle. everybody welcome to another episode of the rooney rules podcast the pittsburgh steelers podcast i'm your very very sad host schwen here with my good buddy brett brett how are you doing outside of existential dread uh yeah you hit it right on the head also very very sad yeah so um we watched a complete massacre this afternoon there wasn't many highlights on our side of the ball there was quite a few from the houston texans if you're just new to this football thing the pittsburgh steelers got completely outmatched today by the texans yeah this one seems like it's going to cause problems much bigger than a one game sample in the first quarter of the season right I, i think a lot of the thoughts from other people that i've talked to early It wasn't about today's game. It was about overarching themes and what we've seen as a whole so far this season. We've been pretty positive, forward-thinking, trying to figure out what's going on with this team. I think we've been fair, but also a little optimistic. It's hard to find any optimism after what happened this afternoon. It's easy to write off a butt-kicking by the 49ers or, you know, even a division rival, but this one just it didn't feel good. This was a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback just mopping you. Who are playing great, and I don't want to downplay the Texans and act like the Steelers should have won this game hands down, but all signs were pointing to us having a good game, and it it was never a good game. So I don't know. It, it, it's a, it, it was a little tough, I guess. I just – these afternoons – they drag on and that's what I kind of hate about it right it, it's you look all week forward to watching your favorite team play and then at, right out the gate you just there's never a chance yeah yeah I get it um I know we talked about do you want to do a little bit of news before we get into yeah, the let's, drubbing let's do that um so uh, yeah I I have a few things I guess not anything huge on the Steelers front but news wise first and foremost I think it's huge news T.J. Watt with the taco endorsement <laughs> is big-time news. I'm loving that commercial. He um, loves tacos, and now you know And that. now you know it. So it's super random. I love seeing that. Uh, it, whenever you have an NFL superstar that doesn't necessarily have that huge personality, but they still give him the endorsement deal, it's almost like the perfect combination of awkward and awesome at the same time. So I thoroughly enjoy the T.J. Watt sack on the taco man, uh, the hot dog man. If you haven't seen it, you should look it up. We'll, we'll post it on our Twitter. <laughs> it, yep. Yeah. It, at one point, I had to do a double take because I didn't realize that it actually was T.J. Watt. I thought it was just it's so out of old, character. Old El Paso commercial, and then I looked up again. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I like tacos, and now you know that. <laughs> Waterboy was great. I, yeah, it's a good it's, play. Yeah, true. He should have started yelling like Bobby Boucher. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the one other random thing that I had seen, we had ties to Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, uh, there was a list of like six teams that were supposedly tied to at least talks with the Colts about Jonathan Taylor. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I think, has made it known that he's not interested in playing for the Colts even whenever he's eligible to come off of IR next week. Right. But I don't think that there's anybody that's going to meet what the Colts were asking for before the season for right. the players. So I guess that's really what it's going to come down to, right? Are they willing to come off the price or is somebody willing to 
I would assume it would take an injury at this point, right? Because one of the teams that we thought would be a good fit was Miami, and they got more good running backs than they know what to do with right now. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I I don't get too worked up about this kind of rumor mill stuff, especially when it comes to the Steelers. We're kind of always in the conversation. I think one thing about our team and our front office has always been consistent, even with the new regime. It looks like we're never we're always going to ask, hey. You know, like, okay, Jonathan Taylor's on the table. You, you'll you see us tied to a lot of players throughout the year, every year, and it's just because, hey, they're just asking. Because if it's something that works, by all means, we'd love to have Jonathan Taylor. How serious that was of an inquiry, probably not. Well, I do feel like during the Kevin Colbert era, we knew, right? We knew that we were just going to do the vanilla thing, and, and it worked. Um, but they always do their due diligence. I feel like the Steelers have all they. They get attached to a lot of random names, but it's almost just uh, proof positive of them just doing their their diligence. Hey, you know what? What do you want for this guy? Because if they're really done for him and we sneak out of, you know, trading away Chase Claypool or something, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I just don't. Maybe it's not Jonathan Taylor this time around, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for us to see a shift in overall philosophy. And maybe we start signing some guys that, at different times of the year than we're used to seeing well something has to change uh and i don't i don't look for things to stay the same around what our team looks like right now so maybe we do shake things up in the trade atmosphere this year we got the pending kenny pickett injury which we'll get to that obviously causes some concern on the quarterback front it would be i guess we could do a theoretical where we can who, who could we trade right you know so if we're talking about getting jt Maybe you could slide in Najee and the first or whatever they want. Maybe that's what the conversation was. It's hard to say. We're not really ever going to know that, but it's. I guess it's fun to think about. Jonathan Taylor in the black and gold would be pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, it would be awesome, but at the same time, I don't think it fixes a lot of the things that I, we're going to talk about It doesn't today make any sense of... unless we move major players along with it, which, yeah. whatever, you know, so... But maybe we could get Gardner Minshew <laughs> as well because the yeah. sweet mustache. Oh my gosh, man! But yeah, so I don't know. That was that was like the notable like rumor mill thing. The other thing I I mentioned Chase Claypool. I thought it was kind of Steelers news. He got benched today, and what a drastic turn in career for that guy. Well, so there was some different messaging coming from the Bears today. I saw that uh, whenever Eberflus was asked about it. His statement was that Chase Claypool chose not to be with the team today, but whenever a reporter asked a team official after the game about Chase Claypool, their response was that the team asked him not to come today. So I don't think the Bears really know what they're trying to do or what their messaging is. They got hmm. different people in different roles on different pages. So, yeah, that would uh, make that, sense. That seems about right for the dumpster fire Yeah, that uh, they got well, going on over there. There's not a lot of positive going on, but they also – Justin Fields ironically had a really good game today without Chase Claypool on the field, which is that's not a good sign for him. Like if this guy's if 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 we can survive without you out there and be productive, I know it's the Denver Broncos, Broncos country, let's ride. Um, it, it's still concerning. Like what do you bring to this team? We left you at home and we still turned up. Like yeah, so uh, kind of strange. Not to get too much into. Oh, following our exes, right? But a guy exits like that, it's I don't particularly enjoy it. And I, I 
every time I see his name, I can't help but think of him celebrating when we're down against Minnesota and we're trying to hurry oh, up well, offense. Well, hold on here. Let's let's not get too <laughs> carried away because I saw George Pickens do something similar today. So, uh, uh, yeah. Before we get into that, I'm with you. At this point, it would take if Chase Claypool was to turn it around and have a successful career, it would outright shock me, right? Because the trajectory set. Yes. It's a downhill slope at this point for that guy unless he makes some serious changes and figures it out. So, um, yeah, and it even would be if he truly does shocking. The best of, like, if he does, which best of luck to you, you know, if he does turn around. But it's obvious at this point, like, it was more than just a Steelers problem. Like, this guy's got to get some things figured out, I guess. It's my biggest takeaway from the whole thing. He hasn't even been there a year. <laughs> so. I'm trying to think of the last time that it, it was a Steelers problem, right? Like, you've You're got right. so many of these guys, the ABs, Lev Bell, uh, it's almost always the player doesn't really work out wherever they go after that. Emmanuel um, Sanders is the one that sticks out in my head that he had longevity, but for it sure. wasn't like they left on bad terms. It was just, just we couldn't we couldn't pay him yeah. because we had you know to pay Big Ben a trillion dollars every single year. So yeah, I, I guess uh, nothing major. I don't have. Did, did you have any other news uh, from this week? Uh, just in the division, um, yeah. Deshaun Watson got ruled out today. Yes. Uh, I, I don't think a lot of people locally were aware that there was a shoulder injury. I know I wasn't. Yeah, that was kind of – I feel like that was really tacked on at the end of the week, and it became a full-on thing, and, and they struggled mightily. So the uh, Cleveland's in an interesting spot because, obviously, Deshaun brings something to the table that they didn't have today, but at the same time, it hasn't looked great with him in there either. So they have some concerning – problems up there but it's hard to be critical <laughs> sitting from where we're sitting no sure but at the same time you know the browns get boat raced by the ravens today 28 3 mm-hmm. uh and and now we get to go play the division leaders next week so right that that makes that outcome a little more interesting for me in the terms of what is that a home or a road game like. okay i i didn't uh i great show prep on my part but i guess i wasn't even thinking about uh Thinking ahead is so hard right now. And also, on a side note, we're recording on a day where we typically don't. So, like, I usually have some time to process this. I'm still in sad boy mode. Yeah, we're still raw. Like, so (laughs) we're still, like, we are emotionally hurt right now, and we don't know if we're ever going to breathe again. Like, the, the future is so bleak. Tomorrow, I know I'll think about things a little differently. But right now, I'm still so sad. And, uh... I'm going to do my best to not let it just overcome me while we do the show. <laughs> so, you want to talk about the game? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about the – let's start with the first drive, man, because the first drive was crazy. It was like six, seven minutes of actual clock time. And the they get into the – let me start with the Texans and Stroud do a great job working the ball down the field. It was very obvious to me right from the beginning that the scripting was perfect. Yeah. They were expecting an aggressive defense. That's mm-hmm. what they got. Mm-hmm. They were ready with screens. They were ready with sh- early shots down the seam. Yep. And it just seemed like they knew what they were expecting, and they got it. And then they executed. I, I mean, I don't know how much. The quick release from the quarterbacks that we've played, when we've seen them do it efficiently, we've gotten so destroyed all year. Mm-hmm. Anytime a team goes up-tempo on us and the quarterback's getting in their hand, the ball out of their hand fast, we have no answer for it. Like, I don't know what that translates to from an X's and O's standpoint, but it seems to be a reoccurring theme this year that if a team wants to just get quick passes on us, they can get them in easily. And 
there has to be a counterpunch because if you remember, we used to run offenses that were strictly like that at the end of the Big Ben era and with the, the feet and the Sharpie days. And teams caught on pretty quickly to be able to dispute that. So something needs to be fixed defensively from our standpoint. We know we can get pressure, but we also got to make sure we're putting guys in the right position to do so to make plays in general because we got cooked all day on the offense and it never seemed like anything too sexy. It was just them beating us every single play, play after play. Our secondary had no answer. We had no real pass rush. It was the complete opposite of what you and I expected, like talking about it coming in last yeah, week. Yeah, we talked about the depleted offensive line. This was the matchup where your defense should have just feasted. So you immediately have, like, the first thing I noted was the fact that we had Levi Wallace on Tank Dell. They have a lot of speed at receivers, so yeah, it, it's it's very evident very quickly. Like we're going to be chasing these guys all day long. Wallace made a great play, but it's, I guess I still don't have enough faith in anybody in our secondary to be like, okay, he can contain that person and that speed because we've seen them just kind of, we saw him last week chase around Devonte Adams, we saw them chase around Amari Cooper, we saw them chase around Brandon Ayuk. So like, there's a theme here right now with our secondary. Like we we look. We look weak at that position every week at this point. I know that we've had a lot of turnover, but I think that at this point, four games in, we have a little bit of a sample size to go off of. Teams are seeking Levi Wallace out. Yeah. I, and the, it, it was apparent in the first quarter today that they were picking that matchup, shifting to it in the preset. Yeah. And then once they snapped the ball, they were just looking Levi Wallace's way. And he made a couple good plays. I didn't think that he was overmatched or anything at all today. I just felt like, for the fourth game in a row, we saw the other team say, this is the weak point, this is where we should attack, and the offense worked overall. Maybe Levi Wallace didn't give up a ton of whatever. Uh, maybe he didn't give up a ton of yards, but it was... I wonder if it's translating to, is the Pat Peterson, is are we having to commit too much safety help to his side of the field that Wallace is the odd man out and on his island? I'm wondering if that's what's really translating in, in these situations because you're right, but Wallace also, in my opinion, is probably our best cornerback. Like, I, I don't know who I'm putting above him at this point. We haven't seen enough of JPJ to say anything. And so we're in this weird situation with these guys. I know it's turnover, but I don't know. I still am not completely happy about us letting Cam Sutton walk. I thought he was an underrated guy on our defense. He's not like flashy, but he's he was also always very very consistent, and I think we're missing a little bit of that right now. I agree with that totally. Um, you know, the the first drive essentially ends with Stroud rushes for a touchdown. It comes back on a challenge. The Texans commit two penalties to mm -hmm. back themselves up, and then Minka gets called for a defensive pass interference in the end zone. Yeah, and they get was... back to the one yard line, and eventually. Uh, Stroud does hit Nico Collins for the first his first touchdown of the day because Nico Collins had himself a day. The frustrating part about that sequence too was the original Stroud touchdown that happened that got called back. We had a guy I couldn't quite get. I looked it up and I think it was Armon Watts. I couldn't tell if it was him or maybe possibly Marcus Golden, but I think it was Watts who he hasn't had a lot of playing time. He sheds his guy perfectly and has Stroud almost right there behind the line of scrimmage, and Stroud shakes him. The, that's I, I only highlight that 
and I know that the play got called back from being a touchdown. Those are the situations where we're missing Cam Hayward. Cam makes that play. So though that was my first takeaway of this game is like, okay, we're missing something here internally. We have some guys that are developing, but that's a type of play you see Cam shed the defender just the same, brings that guy down. Stroud shook him off like he was nothing, you know, he's like covered in butter. So he just slid out of it. And that was just a little concerning. And, and everything that happened on this first drive was like telling of everything that was going to happen in the game as well. Stroud was getting outside. We couldn't contain him. They're even commenting on how he doesn't run and he hasn't ran in the NFL up until this point. He's running on us. I was very, very impressed with his poise and his ability to pick his spots when he ran today. That first drive, he ran for two first downs. Yes. And then in addition to the touchdown that gets called back. So I felt like C.J. Stroud put on a master class today as he's far as for rookies. Imp- I mean, He's the, been impressive. Even That's in garbage sure. time, he has the long touchdown pass that you couldn't walk out there and hand it to Nico Collins any better than he I did. I saw this stat that was continued today, most consecutive snaps taken by a rookie quarterback without an interception, and he's like 40 over whoever the leader is. So I think it was like 101 or something like that. I don't know. Brady's in the list. There's a bunch of guys in the list. And uh, not that it, that matters, but it's still impressive. You, you, he made a lot of really great throws today. It seemed like he was going through his progressions and just eating, picking. He was picking our defense apart. Like anytime they needed a play, it was like twenty yards, twenty yard pass, twenty yard pass all day long. The Texans red helmets looked really cool too, which yeah, didn't help. Like they looked today. sweet. When it and when it's the Houston Texans, let's let's be honest, their fashion sense is kind of lame. They got a lame logo. They got a lame little whatever's going I don't on. Hate their logo. I think it's whatever. It's very generic that they were like, okay, we're going to make this team again. Let's make them as America as possible because we got to compete with America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. That's just how I've always felt about them. I think it's a little cheesy. Very it, Texas. I think it's hilarious that there's two franchises competing over the old Oilers throwbacks. Yes. Yeah, the Texans and that is the, funny. The, the Titans. But both those red elements that. were sweet. I. Uh, yeah, I, I love I love I love seeing cool stuff like that. So even though they were I, as soon as I saw them, I'm like, okay, we're in trouble. Yeah, so we give it's up like a Oregon touchdown. Yeah. We give up a touchdown on the first drive to Stroud. Um Steelers get the ball back. First it's drive. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's okay. Fine. You're down a touchdown. No yeah. big deal, right? Come out, get control of the game again. Kenny does a good job picking up two first downs with his legs. And then he takes a sack. And then all of a sudden, he gets antsy in the pocket and throws just the duck up to Calvin Austin that's intercepted. Yep. It looks to me like the defenders touch down whenever he falls down with the ball once he picks it. Mm-hmm. But he gets up and runs for 30 yards. and Nobody questions yeah, it. Yeah, no question. And I'm sitting on the couch. Hey, he was touched there. Like, that's down back there. That, yeah, but it's, it's such, if he doesn't it, it get doesn't the, matter. Uh, okay, it so doesn't it, matter. It's such a small thing in the grand scheme it of was where a the second, game ended up. It was a second down throw. So I can't call it quite the arm punt, but we felt like after the first down, we were already behind the chains. We were behind the chains all day long. All day. All day long, and that never changed at all. So if he didn't have the run back, I would probably have been more okay and just been like, okay, that was just kind of like a punt. At least we took a shot. But, oh, my God. And all of a sudden, they're just back in our in our business immediately. Like, yeah. I mean, they have a pretty uneventful drive in their next drive that ends with a field goal, so you're already down 10 nothing. And then we get to the point, the Steelers get the ball back, and then you see the play with uh, Pickens, yeah, who gets lucky, catches a three-yard pass, gets tackled and fumbles, and the ball rolls out of bounds. Right. And this dude points for a first down or shows us who's got the ball like it matters. 
it was a three yard catch and you fumbled it. Yeah. Well, how about you get back to the huddle? Yeah. Uh, and he he got a little hot headed towards the end of the game as well. It I did, I wasn't. I felt like the whole team was frustrated, like from the beginning, and like doing things that were a little bit selfish. Like we need to be more disciplined, especially when you're getting your butts kicked immediately on the road. Time to get it in gear. Uh, on the third down on this drive, I noticed that Kenny. So this is going to be something we talk about later. Kenny Pickett is is evading and leaving the pocket before he has to. Um, on the third down on this drive, he left the pocket at the right time and it runs for his life and finds Warren for a pass underneath for like two yards. It's still fourth and nine. You punt the ball away. But this was the first of many times today where Kenny took off out of the pocket and where this one was the right call, there were many that were not. And, and I think it's just a product of not trusting the offensive line to make the block whenever you see the linebacker come crashing. Yeah. Um, it was a problem all day because he was running for his life. He was. When he would stay, he he never could really get free to make a clean pass. It felt like there was always somebody breathing down his neck. Just the same as early on, it felt like our running backs couldn't get any, you know, traction at all. I, it felt like our snap counts were being known. Almost every play, there was a guy in our backfield. I don't understand what's going on. If I have to see one more of these shotgun RPO draw plays, Oh, my. They're the most predictable thing ever. Ever. It didn't work at all. It didn't work a single time today. It w it wasn't good. It was like we tried to continue what we did really well last week, and it didn't work at all. They they were expecting everything we did. I felt like the rollouts worked. You know, we did the rollouts last week, and they were successful, and I felt like the rollouts, whenever they got Kenny Mobile by play design and not pressure, I feel like they were successful in that today, but that was just about it because I the drive where they get – Warren underneath for the two yards was still Kenny was just running for his life on third down. Yeah. Third and long. It was third and long all day. And so the was offensive line can't hold up. It was our thirteenth three and out of the season, which lead the leads the league. And wow. I know it feels like that in the moment a lot of times when it's your team and you're not doing well, but it's been ugly for us. We've had a lot I think a lot of what we talk about with this offense and getting it running is that we don't see any of it. We don't get to see any drives to try and put anything together. It's They're out on the – the defense gets worked all the way down the field for eight minutes, and then the offense goes three and out, and then the defense gets worked for eight minutes. Yeah. And we never get to – anytime the, de, the offense gets a couple first downs and we gain some momentum, we don't look half bad. But finding those sparks, it, it we're just behind the chains every single week. I looked it's it up third at halftime. Long, third long, third long. I looked it up at halftime, and in the first half, the Texans ran 42 plays on offense. The yeah. Steelers ran 21 plays on offense. So your defense was out there two-thirds of the first half. That's that's crazy. Yeah, dude, it, it was absolutely crazy. It was 11 minutes for the Steelers and 19 for the Texans at, at halftime, time of possession. That's almost <laughs> like you let them have it almost, uh, like a full half a quarter more than you, like in – in general, it's it's insane. Like you just don't have the ability to get a first down. We can't extend drives. We can't. just getting a first down feels like such a huge accomplishment right now, and it it shouldn't. Uh, that's not the way NFL offenses are supposed to work. Nobody seems to have any confidence out there, and that's why it seems like when we can get a couple first downs, our team looks a lot better. We're missing Deontay Johnson. There's got to be a missing link there in his role. I would assume he would help out a little bit on some of these things. Hopefully, I guess that's. 
This is me being trying to be optimistic here. We're, Nothing. We're, I'm okay. We're a young team. We know we're in development. We're going to have struggles. But if we're just seeing the same thing every week, are we building anything? Are we progressing? It doesn't feel like that. I'm not seeing progression from Kenny Pickett. Um, right. And I'll, I'll get to that. However, the Texans get the ball back after we punt. Um, and you, you see them start to get Pierce going. Damian Pierce has been struggling the yes. first three games of the season. All of a sudden, the guy looks like a superstar playing against us. And you're starting to wonder, okay, how good is our defense if, if they're able to gash us like this? But again, back to what we just talked about, they're playing a ton of snaps. So, I mean, you can't really hold it. That Dalton Schultz up the middle for 29 yards yeah, like, immediately. Just in the scene. Yep. It, I can't tell you how many times that happened today. It was like, okay, this wide receiver. It would be first, second, third down. It didn't matter. It was a running. It was a wide receiver, a tight end for twenty plus yards, over and over all day. The, it seems like the defense at this point can't win anything. To your point, Pierce hasn't been great this year. They haven't been a running team. All of a sudden, he's moving the he's moving the ball. Everything they were doing was right. Everything we were doing was wrong, and we didn't get any of those splash plays we were so uh, used to getting that kind of kept us in games throughout this. And I think that's a big difference in this game. We get no turnovers. If you think about our two wins outside of this, we dominated the turnover game. And that kept us in those games, even though our offense wasn't doing well, kept giving them opportunities. Defense getting themselves off the field for a little break. I didn't even think about that. Now that you bring it up, we got no turnovers. No turnovers today. at all. No sacks. It was no sacks. No sacks. It no sacks against this offensive line. Right. We had wow. Kendrick Green out there working us. That's embarrassing. And then leaving Twitter uh, trash talk after the fact. Oh, he did? Yeah, he did. I didn't see that. He did. I, I just, the last I saw of him, he was hurt. So, yeah. Uh, that's it. I, I didn't know what had happened with that. Steelers fans, don't cheer that. It's It's been a very, um, okay, it's been hard. It's been hard being a fan of a, a, a bad team, right? Every, I'm getting a taste of this, like, every graphic is like, about how bad our offense is. Every day, it's every play I get a new stat of how terrible we are, and it's just adding to the, the dread. It's not that it's bad enough watching your team suffer. Whenever you realize just how bad we're sucking because we have every analytic of how bad we are sucking, every graphic they put on the screen is just infuriating. It's like a new one every single time. Like The Steelers are like, Hey, they've they've had the least amount of uh, plays in an opponent's territory. Like we haven't been in the red zone today. Like it's like everything is like just stacking up to us being the worst offense in the NFL. That's that that is. I, I'm speechless. Like yeah, you I, are. Yeah. So my father-in-law texted me today to tell me that the Steelers have been in the red zone four times in four games. Four times in four games. That's I brutal. Under, I don't understand. It, I, well, I'm starting to. So the Texans stall out in the red zone, another field goal, and so it's 13 nothing. Props to the defense at this point. Yeah. You're, you're holding them up. You're holding the offense in the game. You haven't gotten any help at all, and the fact that it's thir- it's still possibly a game is crazy. Yeah, yeah. But then we get one of the most pathetic drives I've ever seen. First down is a six-yard loss. Second yep. down is an eight-yard completion. And third down is an incompletion to Pickens. Yep. And it's just like, okay, well, I guess, you know, they can have the ball back after we had the ball for seven seconds of game time. Let's send the defense back out. I want to make a point of this as well because the kickoff that they did after that, we had 
King back returning kicks today, which mm-hmm. I don't know what's up with McFarlane, why he wasn't out there, because he's been great at returning kicks. We've talked about him. Mm-hmm. But nothing crazy, but at the same time, been solid. This was one of the laziest kicks I've seen, and we talked about how good our special teams have been this year. The special teams King was literally, not... he, he was like half running out of bounds to give us the ball at the 20. Just let it go into the end zone if you're not interested in returning the ball. Yeah. We get it at the 25. You, he half ran to the sideline to give us the ball at the 20. It was so infuriating. I I don't know why that stuck out to me, probably because everything going on, but it's like, what are what, – what are we doing? We just—he was supposed to make a play against his old team. Why is he out there? I've never seen him return kicks. What is going on? It didn't make any sense. It didn't add to anything that was going on. It just made it worse. Made it worse. I was excited about the addition of Desmond King, but I, I agree with you that McFarland should be the one returning kicks if Gunner's going to be inactive. Which he should. Hey, all right. Golf clap for Gunner being inactive. Um, but. He didn't yeah, lose I, I didn't the game. Yeah, we couldn't blame this on him. I didn't think Desmond King did a whole lot to add to special teams or defense today. Um, the, the defense looks good in the drive after our terrible offensive drive. It feels like it's the fifth quarter. Yeah, it does. Yeah, we're not even at halftime yet, and I'm already just <laughs> getting gray hairs left and right. Um, so we get a two-minute drive, which is where I really start to get hot, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I had been pretty chill up to this point, but the two-minute drive had me beside myself. Um, three-man rush, and you take the sack because the offensive line doesn't know who's blocking who. And this is before James Daniels gets hurt. Yeah, It gets worse as the day goes on. Mm-hmm. This is when James Daniels still in the game. It's a three-man rush, and five guys can't block three dudes. What are we doing? Dude, it, it was all bad. We had these crappy screens all day. We had these crappy checkdowns. It, it felt like we weren't pressing the ball down the field at all. Anytime you seen Kenny like actually let it like fly was into double or triple coverage, mm-hmm. and it was so obviously forced. I I don't understand. Najee had a good game. I felt like he had a couple really good runs early on, and even later in the game, he got stronger as the game went. But he had a few at the beginning where it was like okay maybe he could, but we never had any consistency to establish any type of drive, and. That was frustrating as well because we haven't really seen any success running the ball. Warren fumbled twice. He didn't lose either of them, but he he let the ball go out twice. Wow. So like I didn't uh, that. yeah, so twice. that's concerning as well, right? So yeah, we're like all of a sudden, it's almost halftime. You're getting a two minute drive. Two you minute... actually pick up a first down, and then they throw the flag on the Friermuth OPI, which I don't know if you watched the replay on that one. So confusing to me. I didn't understand that. How do you call OPI on a guy who's not the intended target? I don't know when the last time I saw that was. Yeah, you think it would be like a, I don't know, some other type of penalty. You're, you're completely right. The, the whole situation is bad news. It doesn't work out. And all of a sudden, like, we're punting again. And we go from this, like, what our strong suit's been in the last few weeks. Like, at least the two-minute drive has looked pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. we can get something moving. And all of a sudden, the field's flipped, and they got the ball back, and they're rolling right yeah, again. And Stroud just starts ripping off. We chunks, can't dude. even get out. This, this is where the defense—you started to notice a lack of heart, right? Like you started to see a, a lack of want to. I can't blame them. They were on the field the entire first half. Like they spent almost twenty minutes on the field. 
That's yeah. two thirds of that's the half. Much. That's too much time. Yeah, you're that's right. crazy. The fact that they can't even get a drink of water is yeah, that's bad. What yeah, do we right. want them to do? Like, and like, even though they have their folly, uh, their folly, uh, they have their downfalls. Like, it's still. You're right. I'm glad that you keep tired. bringing me back to earth, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I I want to start tearing into people for a lack of want to. And you're right. What do you expect of somebody who's played 40 snaps already in this half? Insane. And you've like, gotten like maybe three minutes. Of and they've been running too. Yeah. Like it ain't just like they're grinding out the clock. They're running the ball three times, three downs, and it's just a slow. No, it's they're they are chasing these speedy receivers all over the field, trying to get a grip on what's going on. We got Devin Singletary in the game, looking like he can run a football, which is crazy. It's just none. <laughs> like it was just so bad. Can we please get to halftime? No, we can't. We no, can't. No, we can't. Not without another field goal by the Texans. So you end up going into the half down sixteen nothing. So Nico Collins is cooking us at this point. Seems to be a precursor to what's going to happen. The bad part is, is they have other receivers that are also doing well. We're going into halftime with some pretty bad stats. Time of possession, 11 minutes to 19 minutes, we already mentioned. Yards, 53 to 271. Oh, that's gross. So over 200 yards more than us. Gross. Disgusting. First downs, we have four, they have 15. Plays, 24 to 41. Ugh. What? What did I just watch? Because this is this this ain't, this can't be the same team. This ain't the same team that won last week. What? We're completely smoked. Bill Cowher at halftime. Pittsburgh's in trouble. He was so right. Like, there was no... At this point, the game's still within reach. Now, if this is Pittsburgh Steelers 2016, Big Ben at the helm working, I'm oh, not yeah, even worried. I'm not worried. stressed about 16-nothing. No. We can't buy a yard at this point. So, we get the ball back. At least that's the highlight, right? Yeah, we Maybe. get the ball to start the second half. Let's hope that the second half is better than the first. Immediately, Najee Harris for 15 yards. Best run of the day. It was a great run. And he had a couple where it felt like he might actually like take it to the house. He was like one guy away from actually just going long. And um, it, it's always good to see him moving the ball. We've, yeah. we've talked enough about him. Everybody's talked enough about him at this point. The team is better when he's moving the ball. So Definitely. It's, the, all the conversation that we have about uh, Najee versus Jalen Warren, it's never about who's the – I just want to see the Steelers be successful. And they're the most successful when Najee Harris is moving dudes. I agree with that. And you even see his frustration on the sideline when they're taking him out on third down mm -hmm. because you can tell he's starting to find his rhythm. He's very much a rhythm runner. He, he does the best work whenever he has consistency – Throughout the game, wearing down defense is exactly why we liked him, right? Was He was this big guy. He get the ball moving. We just haven't been able to string any events together to let that happen. So I'm still in the camp of Najee Harris chicken and the egg situation with the big loop between our offense and him running the ball. Either way, he comes out strong. We need some spark. Yeah, yeah, and then you get a, a nice play on third down. Kenny finds Calvin Austin for a good catch. Uh wasn't great. Austin makes the, the good adjustment and picks up the first down. Yep. But in the end, it does stall out in the red zone, and Tomlin sends out Boswell to get you on the board. Which... That was so. 
that was one of those weird RPO draw plays that we did, and it was so predictable. Anytime we went into that formation, everybody, including myself at home, was screaming. It was going to be a crappy attempt at a run. We were five yards out. I don't understand that. I, I prefer you lining up under center, even though they know that it's going to be a run, and running from there. Then That was our new obvious run this week. It was like, okay, they know when we're under center we're going to run. How about this? Little How about trick? if we go to shotgun with a sidecar back? Yeah, yeah like hand it off from there. Oh my goodness, it was just so frustrating to see that. It wasn't fun, but we're on the board. Yeah, it's sixteen to three. You're starting. You know, you got your first points. The defense actually gets a quick punt and does a good job because yep. the the punt's not great. They the got Texans. a drink. Uh, yeah, they got something to drink and they're feeling better. They got a nice quick <laughs> three and out. And the punt isn't great. So you end up starting the next drive in Texans territory just inside the, the midfield. Stripe. At this point in the game, I'm like, okay, things are starting to come our way. We can take over this game at this point. If we're going to win today, now's our time. And it felt like things were starting to, okay, we got the ball in there. Yep. Look at this. We can't even get to their side of the field. Momentum. All yep. of a sudden, they're giving it to us in their side of the field. I know we're not getting turnovers. This is the next best thing. But, um, you know, I, I, I even say, like, let's work. I made a note of that because I, I was that ready. I'm, I'm in Steelers mode. I am thinking we can still win this game, and I'm going to try and, in my head, justify moving forward that we're 3-1, and, and, and I'm not going to apologize for winning. So I got myself so excited because on this drive, you see Kenny breaks out of the pocket and runs, and like I alluded to earlier, we'll talk about that later. But it was the right call this time as well. And he finds Najee for a short gain, but then Najee breaks off a big run after what the catch. What a great catch. Yeah, he makes a great catch and just starts plowing through people. And I'm starting to feel like, okay, here we go. I'm literally losing my mind at this point because what have I been saying? Right. Are we going to remember that Najee Harris can, can catch, catch the, football? the football? Yeah. He's good at catching the football. He's good in space. Get him the ball just the same as we are manufacturing touches for Warren in open space. Najee is more than a run-it-up-the-middle running back. That catch is proof. I'm glad they gave it to us after he got up. Great play. One of the best plays of the entire day. Yeah, yep. Uh, it was a brief moment of being happy, though, because this is if Kenny Pickett goes the way that we feel about Kenny Pickett today, this play on third down in the red zone will be the one that I think back on and say, man, this is when I knew. Um Kenny's under center. Yep. Takes the snap and mm -hmm. it's it's a sh it's a shallow route running along the goal line. Yep. And then the corner route from Hayward in the back of the end zone. Yes. So he's already looking to his left. Yes. And he throws into double coverage. The Texans blow the coverage and they have two Wide guys open. underneath. Hayward is standing in the back of the end zone by himself and instead Kenny throws it to the person underneath in a double coverage instead of to the guy 10 yards behind him standing with nobody near him. I don't uh, understand, dude. That, that That is, like, the opposite. The good things we've been talking about, Kenny Pickett, is him not favoring receivers, trying to find the open man. This one's right in front of his face again, and he misses him. If you're if if, if he had to start on the right, you know, looking to the right side the of the formation. misses the guy on the opposite side. Yeah, and you got to turn your head and you miss him, that's one thing. But the focus, you, you cut the field in half from mm -hmm. the snap. You're only looking left. And you still didn't see Hayward in the back of the end zone. That was now. I now there's alarm bells going off in my head as a fan. It's ball game. This isn't the guy. It's ball game. Yeah, it's not good. 
especially when you're watching a guy like Stroud just eat us alive. Mm-hmm. And, and you're you're thinking, okay, we're not trying to get ahead of anything. We want Kenny. We want Kenny to develop. We don't have to be that reactive. But you see a guy on the opposite side of the ball have success, have throws. Even last week, Jimmy G. We know what Jimmy G is. He still like can manufacture a play. Yeah. He can hit a guy that's open. There's growing pains. We knew that coming into this. Kenny's not good. We lost Muth earlier on this down as well. Yeah. So here's the thing. Kenny is young. Right, second season. Mm-hmm. But he's not young from, like, traditional. Playing football. Anthony Richardson is a young quarterback. Right. Kenny Pickett played four years at Pitt. Right. And and at this point, actually this week, he's been the Steelers' starter for a full season. Yes. So it's not like you're in your first season of seeing NFL so defenses either. Uh, it's, it's to the point now where it's starting to get pretty – it's hard to give him the benefit of the doubt. And the, the – after the third down play where he throws in the double coverage instead of hitting Hayward in the back of the end zone, yes. we got to send Boswell out again. And you get it to 16-6. to six. Uh, I didn't hate the call to kick the field goal there. I know that there was some talk on the broadcast about going for it because you needed the momentum. But honestly, with the way that the half had started, you get the field goal there, you're down, it's still two possessions. Ten-point game. Yeah, no big deal. Whatever. You get the points, you still are. are Dude, you know, Mike Tomlin's cooking. repeatedly going to the sideline and getting on the offensive line at this point. So there's obviously some huge holes, miscommunications happening on the offensive line front, whereas Mike T's coming over and laying into him. I know we had Dan Moore go out, and, you know, Broderick Jones had to play today. Yeah, yeah, once uh, once Daniels went down, so Broderick Jones got some run. I don't think it was super successful, but at the same time, he's got to start at some point. we got to see what we got. I also... So yeah, this, this is frustrating at this point. We want that. We need that touchdown. That's the game right there. Yep. If we're ever gonna make this a ball game, that's it right there. It's that play. It's wide open. You're you're right there on the goal line. You they gave they gave you a gift. Yeah, you're not and wrong. And we didn't cash in. And that's when I knew this game was over. It was. It just was bad. It was bad news. So. So the defense is actually gets you know it's starting to play well early in the third quarter. They get a quick out, a quick three and out. From the Texans' offense, uh, Highsmith gets to Stroud on third down and you know hits his arm as he's letting the ball go. So uh, it was the first time that we'd really seen the pass rush start to get home a little bit. Yes, and that might be the only time we saw it all day because they got torched everywhere else. It uh, felt so good. And then you're, you're exactly right because it just reminded me of like the fact that we haven't done everything we were expecting all day. Like I thought T.J. Watt was going to have a day. Hats off. Hats off to this coaching uh, by the Texans. The That's... team, I, I think they just they out they outplayed us on every aspect of the ball. It was just a great game. We got out coached not just from the offense and defensive perspective. We got out coached from the head coaching perspective. Yeah, D'Amico Ryan's had a team with less talent on the roster, more prepared to play on Sunday at one o'clock than a 19-year vet and Mike Tomlin. Right, had his team ready to play at one o'clock, which should not happen. In any circumstance. Uh, I, I was expecting, you know, Terrell Austin is a young defensive coordinator. Uh, as much as, we you know, we talk about Matt Canada ad nauseum, he's not a young guy right? For, for his position. He's been in the role for a couple years. How are we being out-schemed so severely? It, it's, it gives your guys no chance. and it, It's frustrating. It is frustrating all along. 
I you could just tell you see those those shots of Mike Tomlin on the sideline where he's just seething and you can just tell he knows like it's just it's bad news all around. And uh for as much as we like him as a coach, I can't tell you we've we've seen we've definitely seen multiple times where he as a coach has been in these situations and we have a winnable game and it looks like the entire like the gig is up. Like everybody knows exactly what to expect of our team. And that's like my one biggest drawback from Mike Tomlin is we've had some bad games against really bad teams over his career. And I think that's why a lot of the fire Tomlin stuff lights up on Twitter, what have you. And I would never be in that camp. I'm not still. Um, but I, that's why people, these type of games are the games where it's like, okay, well, if Mike's, Mike Tomlin is that elite of a coach, which he is, there's no reason for him to be outmatched by a team that's severely beneath us in the terms of experience. So I, I'm with you 100% that uh, the coach coach should not be in the – I'm not on that camp, in that camp. Um, but I do think if you're the Rooney family, nobody should be safe. Right. Uh, including Coach Tomlin. So yeah. it's at this point, you can't be – got to be willing to turn over all the stones. All the stones get turned. Um, yeah. Because it's not right. It, it, we, we don't know the inner workings, right? For all we know, it's the Rooney family that's making Mike Tomlin hang on to Matt Canada because they don't want to they don't want to fire a coach midseason and try and implement something new, which I understand. You're completely. right. He does get to be the because he is that consistent that he gets that blessing. He also gets to bear the brunt of a lot of the decisions that are made that are out of his control as well. You're right, because. The team owners do have influence on the team one way or another, and that's part of the reason you want a tenured coach because there is an understanding that it's not going to be flipped around, right? It's like, okay, maybe this season I eat it because we're keeping this coordinator and we got a rookie quarterback, whatever. But, like, overall, arching theme is that he's a good coach and moving forward this guy we want, right? So there probably is a little bit of a give and take at that point. I just yeah, – I, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it, it's frustrating. I did see Mike Tomlin made the NFL Films crew leave so he could yell at the offensive line again Good. multiple times, which is great. Good. He said he could talk more candidly. Like, yeah, get them out of there. We are getting our butts kicked. Like, he's got to he's got to get these guys going down. Um, did you see the uh, the Washington? Catch. I did. Was that the first catch of his career? I, I believe it was. I think yeah. it was, man. And he was so big. I didn't doubt for a second he was going to get that first down. Yeah, that safety comes <laughs> up and like sets two yards ahead of the sticks. Yeah. And Washington has a full head of steam. And I'm yeah. like, that's a first down no, 10 dude, times yeah, out of 10. Was, yeah, there was never stood a chance, man. He's so big. He's huge. He's so big. So that was good Congrats to see. Congrats to him on his first catch. Yeah. Najee had a big run for 23. Like, so, so. Things are happening at this point. It's not totally out. I know I told you the last, you know, goal line stand didn't feel good. At this point, we're still hopeful, right? And but sixteen uh, to six, a twenty-three yard run to start the drive. Yep. Then you get the Washington first down. You're like, okay, here we go. We're on the move. And this time we go for it on fourth down instead of kicking the field goal. So it was fourth and one. Um, yeah. So on third down, you actually get a big play. From Kenny to George Pickens. Yeah, for 17. And and the thing that kills me is that if Pickens, j- the broadcast called it out perfectly, if Pickens just puts his foot in the ground and gets upfield from the minute he catches the ball, he does like, he catches the ball and turns around, he sees two defenders, and he's indecisive about yeah. which way to go. But if he just goes north 
he gets the first down. Yeah. And then the play call is different, I think. But the way that it turns out, he comes up a yard short, it's fourth and one, and we see the Steelers' season potentially hinge, you know, all the way. What was his play call? So the play call, I didn't hate. Like, I've watched it a few times today. He had Najee underneath for the first down right at the sticks. He had a guy close to him, but he had a chance to get the ball out. Uh, Hayward breaks open over the middle if he goes to Hayward over the middle. But instead, instead of stepping up in the pocket that was a clean pocket, he tries to break out to the side where Broderick Jones just came into the game. And the rusher that Broderick Jones is guarding just is running upfield already. So he runs right into the rush, gets injured, and throws an incomplete pass on fourth down. Not only is it, you know, Texans ball with a two-score lead in the th- middle of the third quarter, your quarterback is heading to the locker room with what, from what I can tell, is going to be a multi-week injury. It's Yeah, it's never good to see your quarterback leave the game and not come back. So that it didn't look good, didn't feel good. Not only are we dealing with the fact that we're trying to figure out our offense and figure out whether Kenny Pickett can throw the ball, dude's like hurt every other week, it seems like. Oh, yeah, here's some Mitch Trubisky in your life. Oh, Have fun figuring out your offense. How did we – I okay, here's what I want to say. I know that Josh Dobbs isn't, like, a great NFL quarterback. But the fact that he slipped through the cracks of our entire organization. Yeah, he was there for, like, four seasons. And we even brought him back after he left originally, and he was basically just the playbook guy for Big Ben. And the fact that we let him st- – and Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky have jobs for us. That yeah, is but frustrating. Josh Dobbs is out here making an undermanned Cardinals team competitive against good teams. That Niners game today, the Cardinals were in that in the fourth quarter. Exactly. Okay. And that's kind of my my overarching point. Against the 49ers, who made us look like little babies. Yep. So, I, I get that he might not be a franchise guy, but that is somebody that we organically brought in kept around, and still let walk out the door while a guy named Mitch Trubisky comes into the game and throws passes for us. What? How does that happen? It, it just doesn't make sense. And uh, Mitch looks so scared. Yeah. It's, the, the the Mitch Trubisky touches, you know, the, the, the snaps that he got in this game were so hard to watch. It, it, it was hard to watch Kenny today. So let alone – Put in Mitch Trubisky and expect me to watch that offense. I was, it was obscene. So we're down Dan Moore, we're down Youth, we're down Kenny. Stroud's coming back, third and twelve to Collins, easy. Singletary tosses a touchdown. At this point, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. Once you see the the running back throw a touchdown to Dalton Schultz, after he made like like the most crappy, obvious like, I'm actually running this, and then threw it while roll like. Wild, not with his feet set, and still scored a touchdown. It's not our game. It's over with. It's totally over. I just at this point, I'm just like, let's just let's just stop. Let's make this stop, please. Mitch is so bad. I I don't feel good about it. Well, I so have... I, actually, in that vein, is there other things you got there that you definitely want to touch on? Because yeah. I'm cool if we just save ourselves the heartache. So I was I was just rooting for Watts to get a sack at this point. He didn't get one. No. Um, my biggest takeaway is. Brad Wing is kicking the ball for us. And I don't know if you remember, but he was our punter yeah. a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I had to do a double take because I said, who's kicking the ball? And I said, Wing, Brad Wing? No way. That guy's way too skinny to be Harvin. What's he going on He hasn't played here? in the NFL for six years. 
who just randomly called him up. Like, well, yeah. He hadn't played a game since we had traded him to the Giants, and he hadn't played a game since. He floated mm-hmm. around the XFL or whatever. What? Good to see Brad Wing out there. Yeah. I mean, he did all right. He did fine. I just, it's always cool to see somebody come home, you know? The, best, tr- the best punter in the world wasn't going to change that game, so sure. So give me Brad Wing. Uh, I'm trying to find positives here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a sad sad. And all I'm going to say is this entire loss is on me. Oh, you bet them, didn't I you? I bet on the Steelers. You bet them. Oh, I had a parlay on, man. on the Steelers. The parlay included Friar Muth and Kenny Pickett props, and they both <laughs> ended up hurt. <laughs> we ended up losing. I I can't be more responsible for this loss than I am now, and I'm taking full credit for this What's one. it going to take? What's it going to take for me and the listeners to get you to stop betting on the Steelers. I love them so much, and I'm so – I've never bet – anytime I bet on the Steelers, I'm just like it, – it's it, it's like all the planets are aligning, and I'm like, this is easy. Look how easy this is. This is so simple. I We're going to so win so much. That's how I'm going to win this bet because I know more than everyone Dude, about my team. I couldn't be more wrong <laughs> all the time. So <clears throat> I am personally taking this loss on – and I apologize, Steeler Nation. So, I said I wasn't going to bet anymore after the week one, and I did. I had a free bet, and I was like, I didn't like the matchups. I was going to do some crazy parlays this week. Fine. So, I did my little Steelers bet, and I ruined our team. And I'm sorry. I'm really sorry about it. That's all good, man. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it was my fault. Either I, way. I couldn't hit my bet in back-to-back weeks either, so you're not alone. That's life. That's how it goes. So... Moving forward, we have the Ravens in a bye week. Yeah. We got to wait for news on Kenny. So I was seeing things from Steelers beat reporters on Twitter. Apparently the, the tone of the locker room and some of the messaging you were getting from guys like Roderick Jones makes the beat reporters think it's a multi-week injury. It's not going to be have Kenny back next week for Baltimore. Hopefully, best case scenario, you got Trubisky next week against Baltimore, and then maybe he's <laughs> back after the bye. So, I guess that's the why I mention it. We have the bye coming up, so we do have a little bit of time to work with. What do we do as a team if this is if this is a six to eight week injury? Like, what does our season look like? I don't know. Something well, has. What to you change. do is you start scouting quarterbacks, which we did. Um, the Steelers were the only team with a scout in attendance. At Colorado, it wasn't Colorado USC this week. It was Colorado and Oregon, Oregon last week. week. Yeah. So obviously, the brass has eyes on Shador Sanders. Yeah. That that seems to be an option, at least, at least in the the front office mind. Uh, but that makes me encouraged, right? There, the people that know more than me have evaluated and see They're not the problem. Yeah, yeah, the problem is. Problem is the problem instead of the standard. It's the we standard. have so many problems, though. <laughs> like, I don't know where you start. Uh, it's just it's frustrating to see because we have some guys in different position groups that I would like to see successful. TJ Watt in his prime. Cam Hayward at the end of his career. Minka in his prime. Our windows. We're reopening our yeah, window. Yeah, it's open now, but it's not going to be for long. You're right. So. Uh, I'm with you, but at the same time, do you know what the? I meant to look this up. Do you know what Coach Tomlin's contract status is? 
because I don't I don't think there's much of anything at this point that, that gets Matt Canada uh, an extension. I even if the Steelers have a let's say they go in the second half like they did this season, I still don't think that we re-sign Matt Canada because number one you did that last year and then it still looked terrible for half the season. Yeah. And number two, that's we just don't. That's when we get rid of guys is when their contract is up. So, so I, what is where is he at? Did you? Do you I know? didn't look. Oh, okay. didn't look. So. I just assume he signed like a lifetime contract. Like I don't, I don't know what. Uh, I never even considered it. I guess that would be crazy. Is it, it up? expires after the twenty twenty four season? Hmm. Currently, something to think about. I don't know if we would necessarily move on, but maybe it's a mutual separation. We could be in for some rough times. I mean, we might be just in a full rebuild. We had a lot of hope going into the season, but it's not looking good right now. I feel like you and I have good perspective on this because we are huge Mike Tomlin people. Yeah. We love Coach. He's great. The consistency, the consistency that you get from a guy that's called a player's coach, right, air quotes, that's hard to find. Right. To, to find a guy who not only do the players want to play for, but also can be consistent and, and keep the front office happy in the same way that Mike Tomlin does. Guys that are considered player's coaches don't have 17-year careers. I looked that up because I said 19 earlier and I was wrong. Um, guys like that don't have 17-year careers with one team in the NFL. Right. However, at this point, we're getting we're getting to the point where the results are the results as if, well. So If we're going to be changing a lot of things, then we could change everything at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to – let's say you're going to go a different direction with offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, why are you going to keep the head coach? It's I'd be really, Kevin Colbert hired Mike Tomlin. Kevin yeah. Colbert's not the GM anymore. If if Omar Khan mm-hmm. thinks that it's time to go a different direction, I'm sure he would get the Rooney family support to go put his guy in place. I would be really curious to see how much of the coordinator hires over his tenure has been directly Mike Tomlin or influenced by others. Yeah, we'll never know that, because unfortunately. He doesn't have the best track record when it comes to hiring coordinators, uh, as we've seen. But then again, we only hire guys internal, other right. than one exception, one notable exception of Todd Haley, which was a dumpster fire. Uh, according to Ben, right? You know, according to the people, I didn't feel like the offense was that bad, but everyone hated it. It Nobody had was happy. it had times where it felt like where we are now, but it wasn't where we are now because now we know how that actually feels. But there were definitely times where we were predictable and it didn't work and it was like there were some growing pains with it, but we always were able to get points. But when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback out there, it makes a world difference. So we as a fan base have been a little spoiled over the years. We've had great coaching. We've had great players. We had a great quarterback. This is true blue uh, rebuilding in its finest and in our raw emotions as fans, sticking with our guys, and I'll still tune in every single week, no matter how awful it is. Yeah, I mean, I'll tune in and watch Trubisky next week, even though I'll complain about it. But what if he has a magical game, you know? Like, he has, like, a a classic, uh, I don't know, like... A game that makes Bears fans long for the days of Mitchell Trubisky? (laughs) 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 Yeah, maybe that'll happen. Um... (laughs) 
Dude, I saw Charlie Batch do some magical things against the Hey, Ravens, man, Leftwitch, so. dude. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yep. Yeah, Leftwitch, that one time he started the game and had like a 70-yard run and then got hurt yep. getting pushed out of bounds and then it was over with. <laughs> yeah, love that Stranger game. Stranger things have happened. So, yeah, we got the Ravens this week. Tell me what you're thinking about that because. I don't know what to think of Baltimore. So, so we can't stop the run right now. And not only can we not stop the run whenever they're handing it to the person we expect to get the ball. Right. Lamar Jackson ran for two touchdowns today, so God forbid that we have to try and stop the quarterback tucking and running because that that's just not going to happen with the way things are going currently. Hopefully, but historically we've had Lamar Jackson's numbers. Lamar Jackson's never had a good game against Pittsburgh statistically up until this point in his career. So I know that it's a different team, a different year. I still say this. I stand behind it every time. Lamar Jackson is a fraud, and we will take care Ooh. of him. So – now it doesn't feel good, and we're looking ahead. But I could see us squeezing out a, a, a tough defensive game. It, it, low scoring, that's our hope, right? Obviously, we can't do anything off it. Maybe this forces our offense to refine itself, right? Like maybe not having Kenny in there, we have to say, okay, how can we manufacture some yards, get some first downs? We have some players. How can we yeah. put them in the best decision to do something? I just – don't trust Matt Canada to take a look at anything and put anyone in the best position. Sadly. He has no choice but to try. Yeah. Because he knows he's on the hot seat. So it'll be interesting to see what we do so, against the Ravens. Tomlin's comments after the game. Uh you texted him to me. Yeah. He was asked by a reporter directly, are there going to be changes? And he asked the reporter to clarify changes concerning what? And the, the reporter declined to clarify just changes. Yeah. And so he said, Hell yeah, there's going to be changes. I'm curious to see – that could mean anything, right? Yeah. In the world of Mike Tomlin, that could be minimal changes to, like, personnel. That could be – maybe he does real- – maybe today was the day that he realized that Matt Canada's got to go. Here's hope. But at the same time, I hope that Mike Tomlin's idea of, hell, yeah, there's going to be changes isn't minor, right? Because we are – not a minor fix away from being competitive. We and are. His changes tend to be minor. We we were. This division was supposed to be one of the best in the NFL this year. Yeah. It's severely underperforming, and we're having a hard time keeping up. In yeah. A, in a severely underperforming division. I don't know what's going on with the Bengals. They look terrible. Um, Jamar Chase has given obscenity laced. Uh, yeah. Comments after the game about I'm always open. Yeah. I get it, but you know. We're, we're one of a couple underperforming teams in our division. Yeah. Here's hoping that we can get on the right track next week against Baltimore, get into the bye week with some momentum. I think that's a great place to start with some positivity moving forward. The division's still wide open. So even if you have Kenny down, hopefully just a few weeks, we have the bye week. We're aware that we need to make some changes. So there is some ounce of hope we can find still we have time it's not like it's over over i'm hoping i don't even know what i'm hoping for at this point i'm going to keep showing up watching my team that's for sure mike tomlin with the changes thing i don't know i just i don't feel like it ever ends up being what everybody expects because the same reason we like him for consistency and not being reactive is the same reason it's frustrating when you're on the other end of it so, it is what it is. Let's see how Mitch does on this Sunday. 
I don't I don't really know. I I think we we just we just keep playing. We just keep playing football. What other choice you got? Bro, we just keep playing football. I hope we actually play football next week. Yeah, here's hoping. That was My wife watches games with me in the basement and most of the time she's taking a nap by halftime. Today it's heading towards halftime and she said, "I'm actually looking forward to my nap today because this is hard to watch." Yeah. Like I'm 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 always watching trying to like break it down, right? No, we're going to come talk about it for someone with the layman's eye to look at it and say, "Man, this is hard to this is hard to get into." It was rough. I want to say this. I never understood how loyal like Cleveland fans, for instance, like I I still don't understand them completely, but I get how watching your team suck for so long sucks so bad. And we've only had a little dose of it, but I'm still not giving up by halftime and going to mow my grass. Uh done with it, but I get what I, you're saying. I just I I understand the delusion now more because I'm still gonna watch this mess. Yeah. And for better or worse I'm watching it, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, just something, something happens. Would 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 just leave it like generally. Hopefully, something happens. Yeah, here's hoping. Here's hoping, man. I don't know. So, yeah, we're going into next week playing the Baltimore Ravens, and we're going into bye. So I I don't have much else to say about this team. We stunk. This was a stinky week. Turn it around. Yeah, we're gonna turn it around. Maybe get a couple. Fumbles by the defense on the mark. It appears that's what it takes for us to win games is a couple turnovers on defense. So So maybe, you know, they they don't have quite the running backs. They have Lamar. They don't have really receivers. I don't think they're a great team, so maybe we squeak out a win. We can slide into the bye and reevaluate. That's, I guess, the most positive outcome I can come up with on the fly. So, yeah, next week we ride again. Until then, man, stay strong, Pittsburgh. (laughs) Stay strong. We got this. I like tacos. And now you know that. (laughs) I don't think a lot about the things that I say, to be honest with you.